0: Hey Warriors, this is Amy and I'm Sarah
1: Yeah.
0: went to another episode of the unqualified therapist. I feel very much like the emphasis is on unqualified this week. Don't know about you, Sarah,
1: thousand percent.
0: Yeah. Uh, But you know, thanks for joining us. We are so happy you are here with us. And we are uh, having another one of our fun technical situations, even though we are like winning in a million other ways it doesn't even make sense it just sometimes doesn't work
1: the never-ending story
0: (laughs) (laughs) we had oh wow so we had an episode with um ashley and it we were excited to share that with you and some other things that i wanted to share about her work but there is no sound so we are going to revisit that and interview her again, and then you can hear her story. It'll be
1: even better the second time. Mm. <laughs> I just, I just, I just can't <laughs> with these technical no. issues anymore. If
0: they had a, if there was a rhyme or a reason, then okay. But when you're doing the exact same thing you've always done, and then one day is just, just like, nope.
1: Yeah. Did That's I share did I share with our audience that the medium my the medium experience that I had that she told me that our technical difficulties were because my dad is messing with us? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think I did share that. So It doesn't matter. Tell it us again matter. because come on, dad. I know. And Start so it. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. Dad, do not mess with us this time. Like we really need this to work. Please. Please. Like,
0: I feel like we're at a point now where, come on, dad, you know, we're committed.
1: Right. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. Just, he spent 40 so, years in radio, he 45 years in radio. He's like, I just want to make sure it's perfect.
0: <laughs> we're trying. We are, we are trying to make yeah. that happen, but uh, it's not happening because of that. But we're not giving up. I can tell you that right now.
1: Hell no. We're going to keep um, trucking. <laughs>
0: I'm I killing Amy like, with singing I, Oh, my God. I feel like the whole thing could be a music montage. Whew. We, well, we've turned to a musical where Amy has no parts. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know what do you guys do you remember on the muppets where there were those two old guys in the balcony and they like just cut up on everybody and were like talking about how bad they suck and then they'd laugh that would be you (laughs) that would be your part in the musical
0: i would be so good at it like i would be amazing (laughs) oh my gosh i would be so good oh okay that's fine whatever Yeah, but that whole thing was a throwback to uh, our Spill in the Tea episode where my dad said some shit
1: (laughs) about my voice. I mean, it is the unqualified therapist, so we got to be unqualified sometimes. We can't always have the experts on, I guess.
0: Right. For this episode, we do have some tips from our qualified professional who likes to counsel both of us. I'm not sure she likes it, but my insurance pays her to do it, so she has (laughs) to Basically, we're coming to you with some fucking qualified tips, okay? <laughs> That's it. That's all you're going to get. But I did see my therapist, so she told me some things that she had already told Sarah. So, I mean, you know, you, honest to God, you have to hear these things like 700 times, especially when you're in a fit of depression. Yes. Because you can't remember what you thought when you were normal. I don't, I don't like that word. When you were. Equal Feeling level,
1: healthy.
0: yeah, healthy or leveled. Um, we have a storm right
1: now. Did the power just go out over there? <laughs> it's no, so it dark. just got really dark in here. That's like, all. You, you look. You're like sitting <laughs> in the dark somewhere. I corner. do. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna turn <laughs> a light on. Mm-mm. It's fine. It's just like it was just so weird. No, because it was weird it. for me too. I was like, I'm just sitting in the dark, right? Now. It just got dark like immediately. There was just like no warning. It wasn't like it faded. Like it was kind of like somebody just turned off a light in here. But I love so, so a fave. I
0: know you do. I know I do when I have nothing to do. I know. Like if I could just nap and watch TV all day, and mm. maybe read a book, pretend to read a book, and then fall asleep, or pick out books to buy.
1: Exactly <laughs> to I put, put on her read. shelves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that I will not read. Uh, those are uh, that I, I will like read four do. chapters and then put it back on the shelf. This is what's happening to me, and I don't
1: know. It's contagious, boys and girls. Don't hang out with us. <laughs> no, because I used to read so much and so me many too. books. Me too. And now I read par- parts of books, and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, um, yeah, and that's the whole
0: point of some of the stuff I want to talk about today. It's because as I read, I think... Okay, well, I could be doing this. I could make this call. I could make this email. Okay, so I could do this. It is it is very difficult for me to turn off my brain.
1: To calm the mind.
0: Uh-huh. To yeah. really like like Focus. turn it off while you know, not turn it off so much that I'm like sleeping. <laughs> but I mean like turn it off and do something like mindless but
1: yeah. mindful. Right.
0: So but before we get into all of that, mm-hmm. Sarah, could you please share with us what level of wild
1: and weird was your week? Okay. Well, so give.
0: I don't know if you're going to give us the wild or the weird first, but I'm I'm here for it.
1: I I feel like um, for some people, my weird could be wild, <laughs> um, or and then my wild could be weird. I don't know. I, I guess they're interchangeable. Um, so I'm just gonna yeah. As you all know, I am a card-carrying medical marijuana patient in the state of, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and I- Basically, the, she legal, people. She illegal. legal. So what I'm about to talk about, you know, don't be like trying it to legal. call the FBI or some shit yeah. on me. Okay,
0: could, uh, no, <laughs> FBI could give two shits about us, just saying. Oh, wait, no, no watching exactly. my house right now. Couldn't give two shits. I messed yes. that up on the last episode. Two sh- Could not. Could not give
1: two shits. But go ahead. Holy shit. Did you guys hear that? Yep.
0: Yep. It's bad. But we're wow. going to keep going
1: because okay. I don't like it. And Whew. so I'm going to pretend like it's not here. It's not happening. Uh. Um, I may have to grab some of that medical marijuana. <laughs> that thunder keeps getting so loud.
0: I mean, Amy's already got a whiskey. It's three in the afternoon, people. Yeah.
1: If I could drink whiskey, I'd have one too. <laughs> um, I'll explain all, right. all
0: the reasons why later, but yeah. okay. I want to hear about your legal marijuana usage.
1: Yeah. So I bought this um, RSO from my... Uh, from... <laughs> she already knows what I did. So she's laughing already. It
0: just, it just hit me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, it just hit her when I was... Because we haven't shared yet with each other. So um, yeah, I bought this RSO, which is an... It's an oil you can... Buy it. You can listen to our Puff Puff Pass episode to know all about the different types of weed. Um, but it is what it sounds like. It's an oil. So I, it comes like a little stickier though, sort of like a honey con- consistency. So I like melted it down. I melted some chocolates, and I put the RSO in the chocolates, and I made some edibles, and I put them in fun little molds. So I was like, I had pizza and French fries and burgers and unicorns and dinosaurs. Um, so, anyways, I had a unicorn. I ate a unicorn the other day. <laughs> and the unicorn heads are big. Uh, big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amy saw them. She's like, are you sure you're going to be all right had, with She would not have
0: had like a pizza slice or a no. um,
1: french The fries. pizza, burger, and fries were like small, like the size of a dime. Unicorn was like the size of a quarter, maybe bigger, yeah. maybe like a half maybe dollar. bigger. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, nah, it's fine. I, you know, I'll be all right. Which is like the famous last words of anyone who does anything like that. So I had a (laughs) I I, (laughs) I ate a unicorn head, and um, then for the rest of the night, I felt like I was a unicorn head. (laughs) 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 Um. I most definitely should have only had half of one or had a piece of pizza instead because, uh, I think I spent a good solid two hours just laughing. <laughs> I can't really <laughs> tell you exactly at what, but my, I was just laughing at my husband and with my husband and he thought it was hilarious. And yeah, I just couldn't stop. So then, then after that, like the whole body relaxation came in and I was starting to experience couch lock, which if I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it, it, it ain't good. <laughs> it's when you're sitting and you feel like you are like you c- can't get up. But more than the feeling of that, you can't get up. It's like I have become the chair. The chair is me. I am the chair <laughs> and I cannot <laughs> remove myself from this space. So I had to tell myself it's it's cool though cuz I've 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 used a lot of marijuana that I know these things and I knew what was happening to me so I just had to say you are not part of the chair stand up <laughs> so I was able to um and that that was good but I was able to function I feel like you know I was a little bit productive, which is, it's like, that's my big go-to. Like whenever I, I smoke a lot, I become like way more focused and super productive. I do have ADHD. So I'm wondering if it is just a really good, I don't, I I wasn't prescribed it for ADHD, but I'm wondering if it's like really helping me with that.
0: It could. Yeah. Cause it is. It's like you, you uber focus.
1: Yeah. So, um, Yeah, I felt like um, a floating unicorn head for a while. And I was like telling, I don't even remember what kid, what child, may have been Avery, that unicorns, they fart glitter. And no, that was after we left. Oh, poop rainbow ice (laughs) cream. And yeah, and I was like so in it you know and then my my kids love they they don't know that I'm high but my kids love when I am you know, because they're like tell us a story mom because then I just like whip out these like most bizarro random things to tell like a, make up a kid's story on the spot and they're like this is awesome say it again and I'm like I have no clue what I just said
0: I think it's also because you don't like to play which I don't either yeah. and this makes you a little bit more playful
1: It's so and probably like that yeah yeah i mean amy and i talk about this all the time you guys like write in and tell us do you have trouble playing with your kids like like randy will sober them, like straight sober playing people straight sober playing like Like, i can't play vampirina with me nope (laughs) i'm
0: like uh." (laughs) like i hate playing it's the most unproductive thing ever
1: and that's oh my gosh i want to do a whole episode on play like a like not adult play, you know who? Makes that sense. Glennon
0: Doyle and her wife Abby just did one on play, and did it was they? really interesting because Abby can play and Glennon can't. Ah, and so it was like, what is play? What does it mean to play? And like yeah. I, all all the things that Glennon said made so much sense to me because it was like there is no, like end to this? Like, what are we doing? Why are we, why would we do this? Because yeah. we're not getting anything from it. We're not accomplishing anything. We're not checking anything off. Nobody's becoming a better human because of it. That makes no sense. Like at least when I craft, I have an end
1: product. I mean, I totally get it. And, but the thing is, is I do have a good imagination, even when I'm not smoking, like creativity has always been an imagination. it yeah. been something that's been, a, that's like, that's my brain. That's how my brain works. Like I don't work in logical circles and lines and whatever I just don't yeah but I can't do like if if my kids ask me to play like Legos cool I'll sit and build something like that's fine but if my daughter's like here you be um you be Woody and I'll be Buzz and let's play Toy Story and I'm like I don't know I don't want to do this it's just not fun for me but if my kids are like will you read me a book will you tell me a story will you I don't know. I'll, like, act shit out for them and, like, sing and all that stuff. And that's fine. But pretend you're my customer and I'm a restaurant. Like, I'm a waitress.
0: (laughs) Now eat it. Eat the plastic. Eat it. I'm like, (laughs) I (laughs) am. He's always making me cakes in the bath.
1: Eat them. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) That's so (laughs) gross. Willow makes me milkshakes in the bath. So gross. And I'm not in there with her. She just yells. Mom, I made a milkshake. Come drink, drink it. it. <laughs> oh was that God. your wild or weird? I think it's a little bit of both. I don't know. It was weird because it was a weird, I rarely, I mean, every once in a while, we'll get some, Um, I don't want to say hallucinations because that's not like exactly what no. it is, but like psychoactive yeah. reactions. And they don't happen very often, but... Eating an entire unicorn head definitely made me (laughs) this time. Omg! Wow. So uh, wild. uh, I left my house. I said that with a question mark because I was like, "Wait, did I?" (laughs) Uh,
0: And and I didn't say anything because I was like, "Wait, did she?"
1: Okay. I did not get in my car and drive anywhere, but I did go across the street to my neighbor's house on the 4th of July. So that's, that was wild of me. I was wild and wild. I went outside this agoraphobic walked across the street. I'm really not an agoraphobic. I shouldn't say that because it's not funny. That's, a, that's a joke about,
0: but at the same time, she doesn't like to leave and I get it. Um, But I'm
1: okay with that because I like to come over. So (laughs) I'm so happy about that. Um, There will be days when I don't leave my second floor because my office and everything is up here. And I've got a fridge and a coffee maker. And I'm sad. Oh,
0: now we have a microwave, too.
1: What? Isn't there a microwave there, too? No,
0: but that's a good idea. Oh, my God. We'd have to have Mike change out the outlets because I think we might, like need some surge protecting situations happening sound
1: equipment plugged
0: in here yeah exactly he might actually need to do that because i don't yeah. want to blow anything up <laughs> oh my gosh i never thought about that until i added in the microwave in my head i was like that's a lot of <laughs> Isn't it called a lot voltage, of electricity
1: I, I don't know so right. amy what made your week wild and weird all the things no,
0: we'll start, um,
1: I asked Sarah, I was like, do you think that was weird?
0: She was like, like, <laughs> as if, like, fuck yes, it was weird. So um, <laughs> dentists and I have a very interesting relationship. And this is not one dentist, this is every dentist that I've known in my adult life. I don't know if I was like this as a kid. But I travel a lot to different dentists because I don't like how my my file gets. My paper file, which they still do sometimes, and it's very thick, and it says things like uh, "extremely anxious." Watch she kicks, like yells. Um, can't have can't have the water in her mouth. Like has to stand up to her hot water to swish around. <laughs> Bites once. That only happened once. Um, so. <laughs> So, anyways...
1: Oh, um, God. It's like a horse. (laughs) Watch out. She kicks, bites, and spits. (laughs) I swear to God, it's
0: a uh, reflex. Because it's like my hand goes up, and then my leg shoots up. Now, okay, let me explain something. I have extremely sensitive teeth. So, anytime, like, someone cleans it or puts cold water on it or, like, hits it just right with that metal thing, like, it shoots right into my brain. And that causes me to freak the fuck out. So that's what I'm nervous about. Well, yesterday, it wasn't that. I did go through a cleaning significantly well because I had taken um, some Xanax. That was fine. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take one Xanax, get this filling done. It'll be fine. And... It doesn't help that it's a friend of mine and, and she gets very nervous and I know she's anxious because she doesn't want to upset me and, and I'm anxious because I don't want to upset her. But I don't want to go to anyone else because I know that she's not going to fuck me. You know what I mean? Like, I just know I'm not going to get hurt. But at the yeah. same time, I also, like, don't want her to see that side of me because I really don't want to Well, yeah, see that. I get it. <laughs> okay, so I get there and I am like, feeling really good from the Xanax and um and they're I hear them joking like oh that Taylor Swift uh playlist isn't um you know censored they're like oh good thing it's just Amy back there they also put me way in the back and uh and I was like yeah because I was like feeling good I was like yeah just you know make sure you don't put on that unqualified podcast because you know that's definitely art rated R you know like being I was just like being stupid and silly and so they were like okay everything's fine I'm being silly and I'm chill she gets in there I, I'm okay with the shots I squeeze the thing like you know I have to get like three or four because that's how much it takes because she says people with anxiety it doesn't work on as well so we only had two shots at this point and she goes in there to drill and I swear to god I felt it Ugh. I swear to you I felt the point point. and so oh, I, no so I kicked and jumped, and the drill went right over here into my the left of my lip. Like she oh, nicked God. it. Not her fault. 100% my fault. But she <laughs> nicked the left of my lip, and didn't tell me obviously till the end. Because and I was like, you know what? Actually, I need another shot of Novocaine, and I need to take another pill. And she was like, and we need a designated driver. But <laughs> <laughs> that point, I texted Sarah, and I was like, I might need a favor. I
1: know. I was like, I I will come get you.
0: It was excruciatingly awful. Like, just my anxiety. It did help. I will say this. Sarah said, put your headphones in. And I did put my headphones in. I couldn't get whatever you sent me to play. I think it was a meditation to play. Mm -hmm. I had to be really quick, so I just hurried up and hit something. So it was like a booty playlist. Didn't matter. It was just something else going on that I couldn't hear. Because I had so much Novocaine, because I kept saying, more more, please, And because I really, like, couldn't drive very far, I could just kind of, like, go around the corner to Target, um, in which I, like, wandered around and bought random shit. I get...
1: Always a good idea to go high as fuck to Target.
0: Terrible plan. (laughs) So I get to the register, and I'm starting to, like, come to and, like, be normal. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, as I'm walking away from the register, and there's drool (laughs) down the left side of my face. So he must have been like, what wrong with you, lady? Like, I didn't <laughs> He's like, this. ma'am,
1: are you okay?
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But then, and meanwhile, there's like water coming down the corner of my mouth. So disgusting. So hot. Okay. So that would be weird. And I don't even know what the fuck this constitutes for. But today it looks as though I got into a uh, fist fight. It
1: does. Uh, because... <laughs> I mean, it's because... getting worse as we're talking. Like, it's getting... That doesn't help. It doesn't
0: help. <laughs> it doesn't help one bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna put ice on it again as soon as we're
1: done, um, because wait, I wanted. You, she has a busted lip, you guys. I, I would love to. take it's... take five seconds to yourselves, talk amongst yourselves, and tell us what you think she did to get a busted lip. <laughs> <laughs> because I can guarantee you, none of y'all were right. <laughs> sorry i just wanted to i just i want to set it up because once you tell them how you freaking look like you got into a bar fight it I is do, yeah
0: so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually turn that story around i'm going somewhere today so if somebody asks me i'll be like see the other guy that's all i've always wanted to say that anyways <laughs> so i'm not sure what you guessed it wasn't sexual it wasn't clumsiness it wasn't an actual fight What else could have happened? I ran into the microphone. I didn't do that. Um. So I want so badly to like not be a shitty parent to Avery, like so badly. So we have mommy and Avery Wednesdays and today was Wednesday and we went to story time at the library and he like semi likes it. and He's cool with it. Usually I don't know why he was being goofy today, but he didn't want to do the stuff. So I was like, I'm a second grade teacher. Like, I can do yeah. this. So I'm like, I'm going to get into it. Fine. So I was like, get up. And I was like, come on, do it with me. We're doing these things with sticks. And then, and then, <laughs> knees and toes. Okay. Say that again. Now, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And so he wouldn't do it. And I was like, come on. I was like, watch me. And so I was like doing it. And then he still wouldn't do it. I was like, I don't know, man. And I was like, I don't think you can go to kindergarten if you can't do heads. <laughs> Or head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Did I say it right the first time? So he gets, he's like begrudgingly doing it, and then it's like the time to go faster. Knees and toes, knees and toes, and on that knees and toes. He came up with that big ass head of his and jacked me so hard in the face. My tooth went through my lip. Yes. Yeah. Like indented it to
1: like yes, it looks
0: you
1: like. Can see it. <laughs> Stop showing it to me. <laughs>
0: I'm going to take a picture to show all of you people
1: and you're going to have to love it or not. I do no, not probably... do well with injuries. Like with like seeing injuries. I She's 100% right, it's getting worse. Ew. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Okay.
1: So blood is
0: gushing everywhere. at story time at the library and I am like trying so hard don't make a scene, don't make a scene, don't make a scene. So I'm like trying to swallow the blood. <laughs> and he's freaking out because he's like, I broke you. Like, oh God. He was already upset about the fact that I got in the same spot, maybe like a half an inch, I don't know, less than a half an inch over is where I got nicked with the drill. So I call Lily, I text her. She's in the library. We're out in the um, like, park next to it for story time. I'm like, get over here. I need you so bad. So she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, get the water out of my car and come here. So I have her take over the parenting role of mm-hmm. story time, doing this, the parachute thing and then the craft and all of this stuff. And I'm like taking pictures, sending it to my sister. Like, should I go get the stitches? Or like, what am I supposed to do? And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so i Lori like, say? Um, it depends on how bad it's bleeding. And I'm like, well, stop She's like, then no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
1: but it's so big.
0: So I think in my cup that there's going to be ice, but it had already melted. So I was like, shit. So I took the mask, <laughs> bundled it up, stuck it in the cold water, and like held it towards my lip until story time was over. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's so many things wrapped up in that. Like, I any other time ta- any other time of my life i would have left immediately i would have called scott screaming and yelling and saying come get your fucking kid like something like that right but like it's this whole thing of like there's no one to call like it's mine like he's mine i'm yes he just made me look like i like got into a a fucking boxing match with someone but it wasn't like i could hand him over to anyone you know yeah, yeah. so Thank Jesus for lily she's she's a real gem. She comes in clutch when she really, really needs to yeah, so she like set me up with ice when we got home and took care of him and so here we are so um I have a big fat lip that's pretty fucking weird, and I have a file at the dentist
1: <laughs> so cheers to that do you did you watch Seinfeld? Mm-mm. oh, there was an episode where Elaine tried to like. Sneak into her doctor's office because she saw her doctor, like, write a, a note. He, like, made it ah. sound like, hmm. Like, after she said something, I can't remember what yeah. it was that she's like, said. And then he wrote, like, a note in her file. And she's like, what did he put in there? I have to get it. That file goes to, you know, other doctors. And so right. she tried to get a new doctor. That was why. She tried to get a new doctor. and The doctor, like, opened his file. And he's like, hmm. Oh. Because that doctor had, like, sent over everything. So then she tries to go get the information. I, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm a, I'm a that's little bit like you. that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be I know. doing a I, I mean,
0: It's fine, and I try really hard to let people know. Like, so another example of this is when I go to get a strep test, and it's like Ugh. the nurse com- the nurse comes in. First of all, <clears throat> the person checking me in now at Med Express tries to do it. Not even the nurse. I was like, no. I was like, I really like. Let's just not even try this. And then the nurse comes in. I'm like, I'm serious. You don't even want to try this. And they're like, What do you want? I was like, I need a doctor. Mm. Like. I know that it takes like so many tries and then everybody gets so frustrated with me. I'm the worst patient.
1: <laughs> I'm like, horrible, I'm Like
0: absolutely that. horrible. Don't you want to be my emergency contact? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh oh <man>. shit.
1: <laughs> I am the worst patient in the sense that I've been a patient for so long, for so often because of yeah. all the visits and shit. And so like I know myself really well. And so they get annoyed with me. Like you can't find a vein on my body to save your life. And so I'm always like, get your best phlebotomist or whoever's like, whoever is like the, I know that was like way too blood taker. How about that? Uh, Get your best vampire over here. And (laughs) because you can't, the only people who can get it are the people who literally, that's all they do all day long is take blood. Like when you're going to get a blood test. Yeah. But if a nurse is doing it, if I'm going in for surgery, even like any of that, no one can get my IVs in. And so I I tell them, I tell them ahead of time. And they're just like, I'm fine. I've been doing this for years. And I'm like, okay, they end up always calling somebody over after they have stuck me four different times. And I'm like, listen, this hurts. Can you please just get somebody else? So yeah.
0: Don't you feel like you want to say when they've done that? You're like, I freaking told you so. Yeah, I told you. Like I'm not an idiot. I know. Right. I know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway.
0: So, anyways, wild. I put a baby pool in my front lawn and sat in a bikini. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I, I want to do that. Did. You I'm should so come over. That. It's
0: fun. And on top of that, Afterwards, I went to a couple bars on the North Shore because it's, it's like back to normal now. Mm-hmm. And I went to, um, I always want to call it Coyote Ugly because I secretly want to work at Coyote Ugly, but it's not, it's Tequila Cowboy. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there <clears throat> and I'm with Mike and Chelsea and myself and they're having a conversation. So I'm like, I, the, the bartender strikes up a conversation with me. Well, it ends in her convincing me to get an application
1: Oh, my God. That's your wild, man. You applied to Coyote Ugly, or, fuck, Tequila
0: Cowboy. <laughs> if it was Coyote Ugly, then 100%. Okay, so here's the thing. She even handed me the pen, like, brought over another bartender to, like, discuss the situation. She was like, I've never worked somewhere where there's barbacks. So I was so excited. She's like, I swear to God. She's like, this is all we do. She's like, and it's like a big, high take home a night. And I was like, oh, my God. But then... Like and I was all into it, and I was about to do it and then I think like I don't know if it was Chelsea or Mike but they like put a pin in my bubble and they were like, "Well, would not it cost the same? I don't to have someone like watch your kids overnight for you to go." I was like, "Motherfucker!" Uh, so if know. I had, yeah, like you know, it, it's when you and it, if Mike's not here, like. And you don't have like a thought that, then that's just a hard thing to do. How do you bartend then? You know? Yeah. But I have to tell you, I'm I'm still considering it. I miss bartending so much and I don't know what age they think I am, but I'm gonna be okay with it because uh, they're like it's so much fun and I'm like, I know it's so much fun. I love bartending. So
1: yeah. I would be the worst bartender ever. I would oh, come back and so be like, What did you want again? no i just wouldn't be able to i'd be like what did you order again and then if they told me you know i I don't know do people order manhattans (laughs) like the first Um, and then i'd go back and be like how do i fucking make this again
0: (laughs) not usually at like a uh a bar like that so i guess that's my wild i may apply for tequila cowboy i could be your
1: next pittsburgh bartender you're what you wildin unqualified (laughs) of course qualified bartender that's
0: what I would be 100% (laughs) hi warriors this is Amy and I know that on the podcast I talk a lot about movement being medicine and if you're anything like me you have a very strong love-hate relationship with working out That was until I found Booty Yoga, and it is my passion. I love it for so many different reasons. One of the reasons that I love Booty Yoga is that it is for everybody, regardless of where you are on your fitness journey. It can be made to work for you today. So what is it? A lot of people wonder because of the word booty. It's actually B-U-T-I, and it means the cure to something kept secret or hidden. This is a mind and a body and a heart workout. So all three of those things will happen as we spend an hour together with a powerful playlist that I create every single time that we have class we will move stuck energy and we will gain flexibility you will sweat you will practice yoga everything that we do will be with movements there will be resting there will, it's just a mix of everything and every single class is different so if you are interested and you'd like to give it a try my first class is always free and you can go to gracedbybeautyandkindness.com so it's graced by beautyandkindness.com and is written out A-N-D. You can also find more information in the link that is in the show notes and every episode, Booty Yoga with Amy. Hope to meet you on the mat soon.
1: We talk a lot on our show about adding tools to our mental health toolbox, and I have some pretty dope tools to share with you. Live Magic is my other love and passion besides Randall and my kids and this podcast. It's a space I created when I was looking for some things to supplement my therapy, my traditional therapy. It includes some alternative therapies that are for all. If you are breathing, this is for you. You'll find retail therapy with rude, inappropriate, and really fun pieces for you to express yourself. Okay, there's some inspirational stuff too. You'll also find yoga, meditation, and chakra therapy with me, a certified chakra therapist. So come find your magic. At www.livemagic.com, that is the French spelling of the word. So it's www.livemagic.com. Let's create some magic together.
0: So that is my wild and weird, which is all very funny. But I think that it's really important that um, Sarah knows because she's my person who I tell everything to. But It has been a very, 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 very bad week, very, um, severe depression and anxiety. And it's surprising to me because I am not at work. Um, and so I was shocked by it. I kind of figured that that would take that part away from, you know, that taking that factor out would make me feel better. But this was one of the deepest ones I've been in in a while and I struggled, and so, I think that you know a couple of those a couple of things I want to say is just basically that you can do those things like have all that fun and be super silly and all of these things, but also be like masking, or you're just having an okay moment mm-hmm. that you're able to do those things. So that doesn't mean someone is out of the depression, right, and anxiety. Um, I really don't take my Xanax as much as it's prescribed, except for this week. It's been really bad. My stomach has been hot mess. Nothing touches it. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can explain to them, like, what even happened at, when I was at your house. Like That was weird. I don't think that's ever happened when I was with you. Because I feel like normally when I'm with Sarah and we're doing what I love, I'm pretty chill.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just you were you were not yourself obviously because you were in that state of anxiety and depression and she was just having a hard time like talking and putting thoughts together and um and and being okay like it was very very clear that she wasn't okay it was just um it was sad it was hard for me to watch feel bad for me cuz i um, no, i'm just kidding uh-huh. <laughs> i was like as soon as i said that i was like it was hard for me uh, <laughs> i like it. i think that's <laughs> so funny that's so funny though uh, but it oh was hard gosh. to watch it was it was cuz you know i care so much about you and so like seeing you in that that kind of situation was just um it was it, it, I also am that kind of person that I'm like, how can I make this better? Even though I know for a fact that I can't make this better because I've been but, there. I know that like... But know. for a moment you did.
0: Yeah. She, I mean, she I, gave she gave me a good like 20, 30 minutes of being able to breathe again by, I don't know, what would you say that you did to me?
1: I just, I gave you a hug. I kind of, just like kind of held you a little bit. Yeah. And I tried to just like because and I think that this is always some kind of divine intervention that your partners in life are n- not going to be in a bad state when you're in a bad state yes um and so that's always been wonderful with me and Randy and I feel like with me and you as well yeah so I was very it was it was kind of odd I was very very calm that night. yeah and um so I just kind of held you and, and I put my hand on her chest and not her boobs. Don't get any idea. Because
0: my throat, was, <laughs> the throat chakra was like where it was. Yeah. Like that's where the pressure was yeah. you put your hands right there.
1: And I was trying to just be like in between your heart and throat, you know, just like, and sometimes just the warmth of somebody's skin too, just like being like a, my hand just touching there and human touch and connection and all the vibes and vibrations that we give off and send. Um, I mean, I am not a Reiki practitioner, but I I am very, I'm an empath and so is Amy. So we are both very open to giving and receiving energy.
0: It felt, it felt very Reiki-esque though. She is not, but she has that gift where I did feel like it was, I could physically feel it being pulled out. Mm, I'm glad. You know, and so that was really nice. But like this feeling that we get when we're down, this like suffocation—it's mm-hmm. so hard to explain to people. Like, it's like
1: that was a big, that was
0: a big, big thunder. thunder. Woo! <laughs> um, darn it! Suffolk. I'm going to an outdoor concert. God <laughs> help us. So, anyways, I um, I felt like. I just couldn't breathe. Like, I was underwater. Like, I was in the fog. Like, and I've said this. I know it's redundant. And I've said it a million times. It's that walking upstream. Like, just so, And I, and, and she, with her saying, like, she just knew I wasn't okay. Like, that's all I say to her and Mike is, like, I'm not okay. Like, I'm not okay. I'm so sad. I'm so sad I'm not okay. Because I don't know what else to say. Because I don't know. And if I did know, I'd probably, like, try to do something about it. Um... And, and it's a really, it's been very, um, it's been very like up and down, right? So it comes and it goes and it flows in and it flows out. And I'm not used to that. I'm used to like a steady depression and then a steady level of normalcy and then a steady depression. You know, mm-hmm. But this like in and out has been a little challenging. That surprised me because working on the podcast is something that brings me so much joy that it usually just... I forget about it. I couldn't even record that night. We mm-hmm. tried to do a commercial. It was like fucking seventeen takes. So Which is
1: fine, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. So it was a very it was a very challenging um, week and I, I told you about it every single day. So I called Sarah and I said that to her. Um, because there was moments where without any sort of plans, I did have a lot of like I want to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, And you need someone in your life that you can say that to who knows when it's like, okay, she really wants to be done or she just like is so tired that she just can't even think about possibly putting another foot in front of the other.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's a real, that's a real like difficult um, role to play in somebody else's life. And I get that. But, you know, when you know someone, you kind of know and you know so I would know that with Scott the only reason I didn't know is because he didn't talk to me for two and a half two weeks right yeah so had I spoken there. with him in those two weeks like that would have been very clear to me and he would have known that I would know in the same way that if like I went two weeks and I like really refused to speak to Sarah she knows know. like yeah he would know like Whoa. like there's a reason she's not talking to me it's probably because it's not good right
1: So, I mean, just, yeah. And so I think that would be, that would be my first telltale sign. So I would say to all of you out there, if you have anyone in your life who suffers from depression and anxiety and um, you hear from them often, and then you don't hear from them for a while, you definitely want to check in. Even if they don't respond to you, if you just keep sending some messages and they're reading them. That's really all that matters, and that can be tremendously helpful.
0: That's and- my biggest advice: is send a text over and over and over. It can be like a, a, a funny, like joke. It could be like whatever you young kids like to do. Those <laughs> gifs, gifs, whatever you youngins enjoy. <laughs> it could be something like that, or it could be something like, "Hey, I'm here. Like I'm still here." Yeah. Yeah. still here and even if they just like hit a heart for it or they just read it I promise you it matters
1: it does I've been on the receiving end of that and on the giving end of it and it's it works
0: so like you know and this is not another disclaimer from Amy this is not saying that this is always going to help this did not really actually like help me I I described it to Sarah as Um, using a like Avery's shovel like his sandbox shovel like for the ocean or when we go to the beach and digging a hole so it's not even like using like a regular like garden shovel I'm talking like just that each of these things is just like one scoop of a child's sand toy and that's about it and and but it's better than sinking further down Mm-hmm. So, you know, just trying these things, I'm not telling you it's going to make it all better. You just might be able to get a couple reprieves of breath, which can make the difference between, you know, a serious situation and a
1: life and death situation. Mm-hmm. So and one one scoop can, you know, expose your nose for you to be able to breathe. And that's mm-hmm. all you need for that moment, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of just to keep you breathing. Yeah. So that's,
0: I would say number one is to have that person. Yeah. Um, go with number two, what um, she told both of us. But once I was telling Sarah what my therapist said, she was like, oh yeah, she told me that too. I uh,
1: want a therapist. Yes, our therapist. So, She's con- consistently telling me because um, this is like my downfall is to create a schedule and to adhere to it because having consistency in behavior when you're feeling chaotic and when you're feeling like you are just a mess and nothing is going right and um you're just like wild and <laughs> you're you're applying to be a bartender wild and <laughs> that's what level you're on um uh, <laughs> or walking hey you know what I'm, house loud and i
0: <laughs> I'm gonna take a poll to see if I should do it again.
1: But go on. I think mean, we should take a poll to see who's more wild in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Walking okay, across okay. the street for five minutes. Yes. Or applying a to be applying a bartender. To be bartender. bartender. I- had a, I keep wanting to say that it's tequila cowboy, tequila not cowboy. coyote ugly. Uh, they need a coyote ugly for people like of my age and body type.
1: <laughs> Shut up. I just want to get up on there and do it. I just want to uh, do it. Do it. Then just do it. Keep okay. going. Um, <laughs> all <right>. Anyway. Uh, and <laughs> so... my fat lip. Just keep going. Keep going it's oh it's so sad it's so sad looking uh yeah so making a schedule absolutely helps what i will say so there there may be here's here's your scoop is making the schedule because i make a schedule every single week i sit down on sundays and i map out my week for the whole time and then i would say two of the four weeks of a month that i actually look at that schedule again but that one little thing of even making it makes me feel like I've accomplished enough that I don't get so down on myself that um, it takes me into the the huge spiral. But making it at least was a step. And then following it makes me feel even better. Uh, I don't think I ever, like, I don't think I've ever once hit every single goal that I put down for myself every week. And we've talked about this before, not on the show, actually, we just talked about that with a future upcoming guest about goal setting, um, and how unsuccessful we are (laughs) and why (laughs) and why. So, yeah, I mean, so I think I'm going to stop writing goals in there and just put like things I would like to get done.
0: Yeah, I think the schedule too is for, especially if you work from home or you're an entrepreneur and self-employed, um, the hardest thing I'm learning about that is that there is no stop time. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as I hate somebody telling me I have to be somewhere for eight hours, like I I feel like I could work also all the time now Yeah, and that's hard. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so so a schedule and then, I mean, at the same time though, coming from a one on the Enneagram, you have to then also prepare for the fact that that schedule might not happen and not have a fucking, like, complete meltdown because of that. Yeah. A lot of factors here, people.
1: There are. But, you know, I don't have the meltdown when it doesn't happen, because um, I'm a four and just kind of like, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but I also though at the end of the week then it's not like a daily thing at the end of the week though then I look back to plan, plan for the next week and I'm like I didn't fucking do anything I said I <laughs> that I, did. Oh, I got nothing done, and then that's when my four kicks in and I get super melancholy and I'm like oh my gosh my life is meaningless
0: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely anyway. it's either meaningless or we're famous as fuck like it's one or the other <laughs> oh man (laughs) you know it's true too like i'm like we're the baddest business women ever we're such what the fuck are we doing here this is the stupidest idea hell yeah it's one of the other never can i just be like this has been this is good good
1: we're yeah, good we're everything's meantime, right like this 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 and this go really well for us but yeah no, it's but like, we're working we to, on these things no. yeah no that doesn't work
0: okay so another thing that she spoke with me about yesterday that I know but I need to be reminded often is to write down how you really feel when you are again normal is not the word I'm looking for when you are stabilized when you are in that middle point like Scott used to always like tell one of his things was, is he would tell me between one and five where he was like
1: mm-hmm.
0: low, high. And so like when he was three, that's when we had the conversations about like real stuff. Cause I knew like he was there and I was there. So, you know, when I'm at a three, like, what do I know to be true and mm-hmm. write those things down? And also to know that, you know, this anxiety and depression is a way of just like the grief and it's going to pass. Like it has to, it doesn't, you don't stay in it forever. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, it feels like it's never ending. So therefore you forget that eventually at some point the water's going to flow. Yeah. So writing that down and then silly counselor mentioned tattoo. And I was like, wait, what? My counselor told me to get another one.
1: know. <laughs> So,
0: um, yeah. Anyway, what which, right Okay, here. so
1: if you had to have the things present in front of you, tattooed on your hand so you could see. I'm not tattooed. doing a hand. Oh, where would you put it?
0: I can't put it on my hand. I, I would maybe put it, like, right here, or I would put it here, or maybe on my wrist. Where is here? Because they can't see you. Oh, God, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I don't want anyone seeing me with this lip. Um, So either the inside of my wrist, because I do have a lot of tattoos on my arms already, so, or, um, like, where my upper bicep is. Yeah. Like, would be. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So,
1: like, right there.
0: (laughs) Or even on my ankle, I look at that one all the time, so my other ankle.
1: What would you get there?
0: Something with the ocean. I'm not sure exactly what words I would want, but some sort of ocean symbol. But I also know what sassy Amy in an episode is like. She'd be like, no, it's fucking hot. Mm -hmm. The fuck were you doing getting that tattoo? That's stupid. That's not
1: even going to happen. You're going to stay in this forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I guess.
1: Some sort of sentiment of coming out of the waves. Like you're not always going to be like drowned by waves.
0: Yes, exactly. Some sort of sentiment. And even if I get sassy with myself, then. It's still there again, just a baby shovel,
1: yeah. Baby shovel, l-
0: l- little baby shovel, just trying to like not completely get suffocated by the sand. Uh, another
1: one underneath of the ocean, you should mm-hmm. tattoo, um, don't be a the little shovel, don't be a hole
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. I was thinking, how funny would it be if like underneath this the ocean was like a little baby, a little like, tiny shovel, a little oh tiny gosh. shovel or a little with bucket. a bucket. With a pail. Yeah,
1: a bucket and a pail. Oh, yes.
0: So the fourth thing is not to force gratitude and not to shut all over yourself. Uh, But I didn't even know I was doing it until she pointed it out to me. She's like, look what you're doing. You're saying this isn't that bad. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing this. I should be thankful because I have A, B, C, and D. And that that just digs you deeper in it Mm -hmm. because now you feel like shit.
1: Mm -hmm. See, it's been too long since I've seen her because forcing gratitude is something I try to do to myself all the time. And I've never really thought about that until you just said that. Wow. I
0: never thought about that. I always thought that was the way to get out of it, but she was like, no, cause it just makes you feel worse.
1: Right. Cause you're and not it doing is. it
0: because I'm like, you know, I'll think of like, okay, I have Mike and how I have, and Lily's doing great. And you know, Avery's getting better and this, that and the other. Like I try to like tell myself, all the positive things like you have a beautiful house blah, 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 all this shit and all I feel is like annoyed by myself when I say those things and then it just digs you deeper because now you're feeling shame right for not being grateful
1: yeah and then it's a vicious shame cycle that it's like super hard to get out of
0: yeah number five is a doozy and um, I'm gonna let Sarah take that one away
1: uh oh, so both of us as amy alluded to a little bit ago about how we think that we're like we're you know badass women who can handle this and we're we're gonna go places and then the next you know minute we're like we why are we doing this this is such a stupid idea um by the way, all of your messages are what like kicks us out of that, which is phenomenal. So thank yes, you, really appreciate little, them. Like
0: us knowing that we are speaking to you at a place that you understand or need somebody to speak to you, like that helps.
1: Yeah, so much, so so much. Um, so yeah, but we we go through what you know is now being called imposter syndrome a lot and uh, I gotta tell you and I haven't shared this with Amy yet so all of you are hearing this right now I have struggled really hard with imposter syndrome with like my role in the podcast with like editing and all of the issues that we have with like sound and electricity and things just not working and while I know that they are not my fault I still am putting like that blame on myself and I like held, I like held it all together, and I wasn't getting like super upset because there have been nights where I have just like broke down and cried, and um, called Amy and been like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, (laughs) I'm supposed to put this episode out tomorrow. It's 12:30 uh, and you know a.m. and I can't get A, B, and C to work, and she always like talks me out of it, and I'm I'm always able to. I always end up laughing. And then I can finish up really quickly whatever it was that was taking me forever before because I'm out of that frustrated state and I can then focus on what I need to do. But um, so anyways, I was like holding it together and was good and everything. And then we pulled up the episode that we were supposed to drop and I to to edit. And it there was zero sound from my microphone. So you could hear Amy um, and that was it actually because our guest, it like... Cut short, and there was it just did it, was an error, and it didn't even download at all. Period. So basically, if we release the episode, it would just be Amy talking to two people, <laughs> but you can't hear the other two people's side of the conversation. <laughs> no one wants that. No. So, um, I realized this as we are on this Zoom together. And it started pouring down rain, and Amy needed to get up and go grab towels that she left on the back deck. She was like, Oh shit, <laughs> rips out her AirPods and takes off running. And that entire time, I just hot tears streamed down my face. And I was just ashamed. I was like, I like nothing. I can't get anything to work right. I can't do that. Why am? I, why do I think I can do this? God, I didn't even know you were crying. I know I didn't want you to know. So uh, while she's gone, I just have hot tears streaming down my face. I'm feeling this like wave of shame, and I'm telling myself that I shouldn't be doing this because I can't do it right, and that every like that there just seems to be these like messages that are trying to come to me to say like you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Because it just keeps fucking up. Um, And then, you know, we sat down and it was, I had my head back and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And so I just started breathing and we began to talk a little bit. And then I just, I was like, I'm going to let that go for now. And I just released it. Um, But the imposter syndrome is a little fucker and it can come out of nowhere and hit you when you're least expecting it, too.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a little fucker. Um, I taught booty on Saturday morning and cried afterwards because I felt so good during it. I had one of those moments where, like, I was speaking these wonderful, like, positive, like, very seemingly evolved things to people. And afterwards, as soon as I swear to God, as soon as the Zoom went off, I was like, "Yep, want to die again." And I was like. Who are you to be teaching yoga to these people? Like, it's just because I I don't. I I never ever ever. I know. Hopefully, the people who take class from me and people who listen to this podcast know. Never am I ever going to tell you that like I have it together. I'm just working every day to do that. But the imposter syndrome hit me hard because I was like, I shouldn't be teaching these classes. This is stupid. Like, who am I to say like, I don't know, like very like. Encouraging, enlightened things. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're downloads that don't come from me. Like I swear the shit I say in class is not from me because me doesn't have that sort of thing to say to you right now, you know, or when we come to the podcast, something really positive and awesome will happen. And I'll be like, that was amazing. And then I swear to you, 10 minutes later, I'll be like, who are we to be having this meeting with this guy? Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? Right. Like, When was he he's going to be disappointed with us eventually like what
1: right it's that um, we talked about that before with like Brene Brown how she says it's like waiting for that other shoe to drop yeah you know like in the joyful moments you take yourself out of a joyful moment with your doubts and everything.
0: Yeah, but- and, and I feel like with imposter syndrome, the only thing to do is to do the similar things where you have it written down somewhere from your times when you were a three that say, you know, I've, I'm like good at this or like I am educated in doing this and I know what I'm doing and mistakes happen and we're human.
1: Yeah. I think you need to write somewhere and stick it to your computer for when you're teaching virtually that um, no one wants to hear positive encouragement and enlightenment from somebody who is always positive and enlightened. Oh, God, do I love that. Because, <laughs> I mean, who who wants that? Because they don't, they don't, that person doesn't know, they don't experience the lows. They don't experience the depths to be able to fully appreciate the highs and and
0: that's that's, that's so true and that makes me feel a million times better because that's so true.
1: I mean if of all people you're I
0: can't hear it from someone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want Ellen to take class from you. I don't want to take your online class. I don't want to do anything from you if you're gonna tell me that like you're that positive all the time.
1: Yeah, if you can't be real and say, like, I can be positive right now while I'm teaching, but the second this class is over, I probably am going to feel low again. Mm. And, you know, and that's okay. It's giving me one hour of reprieve, one hour to breathe, one hour to feel amazing. Um, and that's better than nothing.
0: And you should know there are times when teaching a beauty class is not just a little shovel. It's like a big ass, like, like an excavator. You know, it's like the pulling yeah. a ton this is just because I've had a really hard bout of depression. Yeah. So it's not. You're really,
1: really in it right now.
0: Like really in it. Yeah. yeah. And I could sleep for days and days and days mm-hmm. and days and days if I let myself. Yeah. If I said, Mike, Sarah, I can't do anything. Right. But I know well enough and they know well enough. That wouldn't help anything. <laughs>
1: No, it wouldn't. But I would let you do it for a day at least. I
0: know. You would You would give me a day.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe he two.
0: Me a day. I think you would.
1: Yeah. But this imposter syndrome bullshit, um, it's got to go. In case you don't know what that is, I guess I should have said this before we started talking about feeling. It's all right. Go for it. <laughs> but imposter syndrome, um, and, and I'm going to give you some information from verywellmind.com. Uh, It refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Uh, While this definition is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, it has links to perfectionism and in the social context. So I think that uh, with booty, that's definitely, you know, because you... Naturally, when you're an instructor of some sort, especially when you're a yoga or meditation instructor, and you're use, you're teaching these like you know uh, Buddhist um, principles to people, they're going to to look at you as this you know more enlightened person, Zen, you know, an
0: enlightened person, Zen, yeah. an enlightened
1: person. And while you're and you're you're not feeling that at the time, so you're going to think like, oh, they're I'm not as competent as they're perceiving me to be, which is bullshit. Uh, So simply said, it's feeling like a phony Um, and that people are going to like find out and be like, I knew she was a phony. I I could just tell from the first time I talked to her and it's just an annoying um, little fucker that needs to go away. But uh, there was this, so here, let me back up. Characteristics are self doubt and inability to realistically assess your competence and skills. Attributing your success to external factors. I do that all the time. Yep. Uh, like people are like, "Oh, you did so good at that." I'm like, "Well, you know, I mean, I had this help, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without." Right. <laughs> um, berating your performance, fear that you won't live up to expectations, overachieving, sabotaging your own success, <clears throat> guilty of that too. <laughs> in uh, setting very challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fall short. Boom, we do that. So on the flip side of that, I read this article from Harvard Business Review and the headline of it is stop telling women they have imposter syndrome and I was like oh okay what does that mean? <laughs>
0: you've got my attention and yeah
1: <laughs> this one talks about um, examining it as we know it first which is all the things that I just told you that's how we know it now there, it began and I didn't even know this that there was a study in 1978 by two female um, psychologists uh, Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes they developed the concept, but they originally called it imposter phenomenon, which I feel like is so much better <laughs> because, uh, syndrome adds that like medical tinge to it. Right. It makes it feel like more serious. They, the study that they did focused on high achieving women. Um, and they talked about how these women had outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, uh, but they still experienced the imposter phenomenon, believing that they're not really smart and that they fooled everyone to think that they are. I didn't realize until a couple, like the past year or so, that other people felt this way. Like, I thought that I was like completely alone in this feeling and that it was, that that I truly, truly was an imposter. Like, that I was just faking it. And then this all started to come out and I'm like, oh my God, thank God. So, (laughs) like, I'm not totally uh, down on myself about everything. The article talks about how famous women even have talked about having imposter syndrome. Charlize Theron has, has mentioned it. Um, Is it Charlize Theron or Theron?
0: It's Theron, (laughs) but I'm not sure. Charlize
1: Theron and Viola Davis. Um, And then there's business leaders like Sheryl Sandberg um, and actually Michelle Obama also has expressed that she has experienced imposter syndrome, and that to me is like mind blowing. I'm like, yeah. how can Michelle Obama feel imposter syndrome? But that just shows you how deeply rooted it is, and it seems to be more of a female.
0: I was gonna say, I don't know any men's syndrome. syndrome.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, it just shows. Don't be wrong how... though,
0: if you do, and you know, always you can always write in, tell us.
1: Yeah. I, we want to hear from everybody. Um, but the, the, there's a huge impact, and this is from Harvard Business Review. There's there's an impact of systemic racism, classism, xenophobia, and other biases. And um, those kinds of things were not a part of the study that they did in 1978. So those things were left out. And there were a lot of That's groups. That's an old study. Yeah, 1978 is an old study. Yeah. So. When you leave out systemic racism, classism, and xenophobia, there's a huge gap there yeah. in in seeing, you know, what causes this. Um, so they also state at Harvard uh, that imposter syndrome shouldn't be associated with feeling, like, unsure or second-guessing or having just, like, mild anxiety in the work Yeah. It. But then you know, when you feel those kinds of things and you express them, then people are putting this label immediately on it as you're experiencing imposter syndrome. And that's not the case at all for what it was originally labeled as. So men don't seem to experience this shocker. Um, Sorry, men. There's no offense whatsoever. Um, But... But I will tell you, I, my husband clearly has -hmm. imposter syndrome, like very clearly. So it is, that is not entirely true. Some men
0: do. And in fact, I would have said the same thing about Scott. He had it too.
1: Mm, So So I guess we should have said that. Yeah. So I, I take it back, sort of. Yeah. So um, part of the article says, as white men progress, their feelings of doubt usually abate as their work and intelligence are validated over time. Uh, They are able to find role models who are like them. And rarely, if ever, do others question their competence, contributions (laughs) or leadership style. That's great. Women experience the opposite. Rarely are we invited to a woman's career development conference where a session on, quote, overcoming imposter syndrome is not on the agenda. So it is very directed toward towards females. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just want to like one more thing that Harvard Business says is that the label is like, it's just like a super heavy load because the word imposter brings like an air of criminal fraudulence. Yeah. It's just like imposters. Like that's like a, a criminal thing. Actually, Feeling. it's like, also a really great series on Netflix. You should watch it. It's good. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Imposters. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it needs to have an end, though. Like, it ended on such a cliffhanger.
0: Then I can't uh, watch it until you tell me that it has another season coming. There's another season coming. There's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's not? No.
1: Oh, then no thank you. So it brings that criminal fraudulence to the feeling of being unsure, anxious about something. And then that brings a whole new rabbit hole for us to go down of feeling, like, wrong, about feeling unsure like we shouldn't ever feel unsure we shouldn't ever feel like we don't always have it together that's not okay that's wrong that's criminal (laughs) and then the medical undertone of syndrome which i I had said before and they they compare it to when the 19th century they regaled with the female hysteria diagnosis
0: Oh, oh yes yes
1: so, although feelings of uncertainty are expected in a normal part of professional life, women who experience them are deemed to suffer from imposter syndrome. Even if women demonstrate strength, ambition, and resilience, our daily battles with microaggressions, especially the expectations and assumptions formed by stereotypes and racism, often push us down. Imposter syndrome, as a concept, fails to capture this dynamic and puts the onus on women to deal with the effects. And the last thing I'll say from this article, workplaces remain misdirected towards seeking individual solutions for issues disproportionately caused by systems of discrimination and abuse of power, which I think is something that is related to more than, this is like such a duh, like Captain Obvious thing to say, but is related to so much more than just imposter syndrome, but in the workplace. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in corporate America.
0: And non-corporate. All workplaces. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm
0: All of them. Um, so, so I guess that the long and the short of what we're trying to say to you today and share with you is a little bit of our own personal stories and where we're at, I guess specifically me, because thank Jesus we do not have um, severe bouts of depression and anxiety at the same time, or else our show would never happen. So correct. <laughs> luckily, we have one of us. Uh, telling the other person um, that, you know, you will be fine and this will pass and, you know, whatever non-cheesy, annoying, positive things you need to hear. And that's a real gift that I think we both have. So Um, I hope that if any of you are feeling these ways now or in the future or have in the past that you understand that even when you see us talking about really exciting things happening or um, laughing hysterically on a reel or something like that, it doesn't mean that things are perfect. And I know that you know this, but I want to keep saying it because it makes it really hard for me when I see other people who have that perfect image and they're people that I look up to not saying that you look up to us at all. But what I'm saying is that it's so hard for me to say, well, how can I possibly relate with them when I'm still fucking in it? Yeah. Like, we, Sarah and I are in it with you. Yeah. Like, we really are. We just happen to ebb and flow like you will too.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's about riding the waves and knowing that the wave has to end.
1: Yeah. So when I was telling you guys about eating the unicorn head earlier, Um, and I was referring to having couch lock and I said that I had been here before, so I knew what was happening. So I was able to tell myself stand up and I could, and it just hit me. I was like, wow, that's like, that's that's like this because once you're able to get yourself out of it once it, it's totally possible to do it again and again and again. But I won't not, say that it gets easier over time because I don't feel like it does.
0: That's what I was just going to say.
1: Um, but it's it it, not. No, but it's possible. And that's always what I have to tell myself. It's possible for me to get out of this. I just have to, we just have to remember that. And that at some point we're going to be able to stand up. You may not know when, and it kind of sucks.
0: But feeling sad's Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to sit in it. Just don't sit in it for a week. Like Sarah said, give yourself a day to sit in it and know that you're still going to be sad the next day, even if you get up and you're moving and doing mm-hmm. things. There are times when I just need to say to someone, I am so sad. Yeah. I don't need you to do anything, but you need to understand I am so sad. And I don't know why, but just telling that to people makes me feel tiniest bit better.
1: Yeah. 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 So, I was just thinking about that and how I never – I was never able to communicate that. And I actually got really defensive mm -hmm. when Randy would be like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I'd be like, I'm fine. Why? Yeah. And, you know, like I – because I couldn't fully recognize that I was in a state like that until I started going to therapy, until I started, you know, doing some intensive therapy. And at that point, when I could – when you're able to recognize it and and then vocalize it to someone else – makes all the difference in the world again it's not gonna like get easier it's not gonna snap you out of anything all that is going to do is just shovel a little sand shovel a little bit of sand (laughs) with a spoon
0: (laughs) well hopefully we're at a child-sized shovel yeah (laughs) a spoon seems a little defeating Oh my gosh, you guys! Thank you so much for hanging in with us. Um, we're not going to do any more teasers until we can give you the real deal information. But if you do live in Pittsburgh, all I'll say is mark your calendars for August 10th. Mark them, mark them, circle them, do it, x them out, say that you're busy that night,
1: decline all invites, all everywhere invites else. everywhere
0: else. That's August 10th. It's a Tuesday. You should not have anything going on, anyways. Get a sitter. And get ready to hang with us. So we will tell you more information about that next week. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us and for liking, subscribing, sharing, all the things that help us to keep this on the air.
1: We really, really appreciate it. You can come hang with us on Instagram at Unqualified Therapists. You can email us. Please, please do. We love hearing from you guys. It's like our favorite thing ever. It makes us so happy. You can email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Send us your stories if you want. Um, you can let us know if we're okay to share them. And whether or not you want to be anonymous, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash inc. Our website's getting a new overhaul, so Woo-hoo. if you do visit there, uh, you can still visit everything, and I think that we'll have it switched over um, and all the good stuff like pretty seamlessly, so there won't be any interruption there, but you can go to unqualifiedtherapist.com for everything. We love you guys.
0: Love you. Take care. You and
1: until go? next week, stay weird and wild, warriors. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound editing and production by sarah simone to help us keep making episodes just like this join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists inc follow us on instagram where you'll find our link tree to all things here at the ut if you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss email us at unqualifiedtherapists@gmail.com. at gmail.com we love to hear from you Until next week, Warriors, hold on, we're gonna make it.